Hi everyone and welcome to Flux, a podcast by Movify. My name is Isabel, lead UI designer here at Movify. And I'm Jan, product designer here at Movify. Today we are joined by Gérard Stenout, product designer at Forum. We will discuss accessibility and how to tackle the subject within the private or public sector in Belgium. You're listening to Flux, a podcast about design and development. Our crafters will take you on a journey to discover more about digital innovation. Welcome, Gérard. Welcome. How are you? Fine, fine. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, thanks. We're really happy to have you here. So I would start with a more of a broad question. If you could maybe give us a small summary of what accessibility is and uh, why it's so important in our industry right now. Yeah, uh, no problem. Let me try. Um, maybe I can begin with a little definition of what is accessibility. Mm-hmm. Accessibility basically is the ability to be used by everyone including people who have uh, disabilities. And there are two types of accessibility. I mean, the basic, the general accessibility that we can encounter in the two-day life. For example, if you have a company, a shop, you have to think about the entrance. Is that entrance accessible for people of, we are using a wheelchair, for example. And the second part is much more about web accessibility and uh, web services that we can find on your phone or of, on your desktop application of, of computer. And that's called web accessibility. And uh, if you are working in that sector, you have to think about accessibility and to be uh, uh, to deliver products that are accessible for the most of the people. Okay. And when we are thinking about disabilities, mostly the the, f- the first thing that uh, come in mind is type of disabilities like uh, visual issues or motor issues or f- auditory issues maybe, and some sensory issues less like uh, epilepsy and so on. Okay. And why why is it so important? For several reasons. First of all, is because an average of 50% of the people in the world encounter a disability, and that's a huge amount. It's that represents maybe one of seven people in the world. Secondly, for me, it's a, it's a matter of a brand reputation mm. because when you are working in a company, a small or a great, you have to think about your reputation. And if you are working on accessibility, that's I think that's a good point for your reputation. Yeah. For me, it's also a, a matter of inclusivity because in the world today, inclusivity is, is very important and it's a sensible topic. And I think that we should care about all the customers, even if they are not in your main audience. And last of all, I think and I really think that accessibility can improve your usability because when you are working on your accessibility level, you have to go deeper in the in the way that people will interact with your product and you will find easily uh, some gaps and you can work on your usability. It's super interesting because, yeah, it's, it, I mean, we all know as designers, product designers, that how accessibility is vital for anything we do. But now like things are changing as well. And especially this new law that I've heard about in 2025 that's coming out that I think everybody should be aware of. So could you tell us a little bit about this? To be to be correct, it's not a law already because it's for the moment it's an act that has been released by, by the European Union and that's called European Accessibility Act. And this has been released in 2019. And in this act, there's some th- something that is 
referring that helps companies to see what they are to fix what they are obliged to fix to to achieve the goal of 2025 and in 2025 some services and products would be have, has to be uh, accessible okay so it's an important date basically yeah And just regarding, so I understand well, the, touch a bit more with this new 2025 Act. Like, who needs like to be compliant, and is there like a risk if I'm not as a company, like private public sectors, for example? Yeah, for the moment, like I said, there is no law about that. It's the part of each country to make a law based based on this Act. And for now, in Belgium, there is no restriction about that. But we encourage companies who are concerned about this act to, to make some amendments to, to correct accessibility issues. Okay. And uh, for example, that companies are companies that deliver some services like everything about phone services, yeah. banking, e-commerce, also everything about transport. So by the air, by bus, metro and so on. So everything that you can use when you are a citizen. It's important to be accessible with that. And what type of, pro of products that means. Uh, it's, uh, for example, ETM for banking, uh, ticket machines for transport, um, of course, computers, uh, phone for everything about uh, phone services and uh, banking, e-commerce also. So uh, even for TV, uh, because it's sort of public service and you have to be so working on accessibility for that type of product that means a lot of companies but even if you are not concerned by that you can of course start working with accessibility mm -hmm. one thing i can add also is for the moment since 2020 all public services has to be have to be uh, accessible in 2020 for websites in 2021 for application but at this time for private companies there is no there's no need to be accessible for now until 2025 because there's no restriction but of, of course it's better to to work uh, on accessibility yeah. uh, starting now there's, there's no risk basically for them is, is what you're saying yeah yeah uh, no yeah no financial, financial. risk <laughs> i mean No penalty. But not for the user. Final users would be uh, yeah. not so good. So. No, exactly. And regarding like the different laws, is there a difference between the Belgian law, for example, and compared to France, Luxembourg, the rest of the EU? No, there should not have differences between the laws because every laws, even if they are not existing for now in Belgium, for example, but has to be referring to the European Act like I said before, but some some of countries are a little further than us on the subject. But if I can give you an example, maybe in France, every public services has to be accessible, like in Belgium, but also some private companies already. And that uh, means big, big, big companies for the moment, and they are uh, obliged to refer something in websites, uh, often in the footer that say we are uh, accessible or we are not accessible. And for now it's sufficient to, to, to warn people about that. In Luxembourg, they already started to, to be more restrictive uh, about the accessibility. So if you are not in Luxembourg, it's a little bit tricky. So you cannot, you cannot avoid that. So okay. But in Belgium for now, like I said before, only public services need to be accessible for now. But for private companies, you should refer to this act and maybe start uh, with accessibility now.
And if I if I launch a company or if I have like a, a small company in Belgium, like do I need to be compliant to this? Who who needs to be compliant basically? Simply refer to the act. In this act, you can maybe read it. We will give you the links. But there are some products and services that has been that have to be accessible, like I said before. So if you are concerned by that as a company, you should be accessible at least in 2025. Okay. And yeah, you speak about different countries having different types of uh, requirements. Which country is already ahead on the subject? And what is the country of reference in your opinion? Yeah, like every Belgian, maybe what we what we first do is maybe see what the neighbor do. do. And if we are looking at Luxembourg or France, like the example before, there they make some release, interesting release. For example, for Luxembourg, there is the RAM. It's a sort of reference document for mobile devices about accessibility. Because okay. for now, I didn't know any other documents that talking about that, especially for mobile application. And in France, there is another document based on WCAG guidelines. And it's everything is uh, translated French for to helping people in France uh, or Belgium or any French countries to well understand um, the accessibility uh, issues. Can you quickly tell our listeners who don't know what WCAG stands for? Yeah, <laughs> web so, accessibility. Yeah, WCAG uh, are guidelines that has been released by W3C, and they are guidelines that help everyone that you, that. Uh, build a product, uh, a digital product to be accessible and that's uh, refer a list of uh, a lot of things that you have to, to be warned about uh, when you are uh, building your product and that is the, that is the, the base for everyone now in the world that's a reference, a worldwide reference for okay. accessibility. So it's your Bible if you want to do anything <laughs> accessibility-wise. It's, uh, it's, not, not, it's not my personal Bible, but uh, you should read it and uh, be focused on that if yeah. you are working on accessibility. Well, you can't read the whole thing because it's huge, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and back, back to the design view, as a UX UI, what are my responsibilities to make sure that our products are accessible by the 2025 days? Like, what do I do? Where do I start if my company is not mature in this field? First of all, I, I will say that you should refer to this European Union Act because this is the key to start your, your accessibility project because you have to, to know what type of service need to be accessible and if you are concerned or not. And after that, you can start maybe with an audit, an internal audit. You can do it by yourself with using with you can use tools of plugins you can easily find it uh, i will give some after after the podcast and you should see what's wrong with your product if you are already using that product but if you are constructing another product you can think about activity before starting your project and it's very interesting you can make maybe some example you can use the boza accessibility check bookmarklet so there's some bookmarklet you can add in your browser to easily find where are the issues. You can also use some other plugins, especially for designers, they're stark. They can use in your digital design softwares. And after that, when you are identifying, identifying the, re the heroes and the, the, the points that are a little tricky in your accessibility, in your, in your project, 
you can first make maybe a declare, declaration of accessibility because uh, for for example for public services is something that you should deliver and i think that it's a good good start so you write a declaration that say okay we are accessible for that and we are not for that point for that component for that page but we are uh, still working on it so we are working actually on fixing that issues so the the users can know uh, if you are working on it or not and also the institution if yeah, there is any control further and there is also a lot of yeah, declaration assistant you can find on the web i will give you some more uh, later and after that i think that it's maybe a good idea to hire, hire something maybe someone sorry who is an expert in accessibility because it's a Yeah, it's like you said before, it's a Bible. It's a very huge amount of thing to learn. And when you see the WCG uh, guideline uh, list, uh, it's not very clear So for everyone. So, I mean, maybe you can have uh, some help from someone external. That's yep. his, his job. And it's uh, guaranteed that you are uh, working on the, the good way. Okay. Uh, I don't know about you, but I find these super useful um tips for anyone starting with accessibility in a large company because I'm actually doing this myself and no one's ever really told me kind of these different steps that I could do to achieve a goal so it's quite it's very interesting and you spoke about a declaration of accessibility could you tell me where I could find good examples of this and is there like a big a best practice or a template which we could use as a starting point yeah sure maybe you should go and see uh, any software website. Any software is uh, basically is the reference in Belgium about accessibility. Okay. So everything you need to know about the law, about the act, uh, about everything you, you have to do about accessibility can be a reference uh, referencing on, on that website. So take a look and I know that they have uh, an example and template uh, of uh, an, uh, declaration accessibility. Uh, wait. So any surfers, any yeah. surfer, any like surfer, the surfer be, on yeah. a wave. <laughs> And any surfer.be. Uh, .be, okay. Amazing. So we discussed the design parts, but I was wondering, like as a developer, what could be my responsibilities in making sure products are accessible? Can I do something on my own? Mm, yeah, it's a good question <clears throat> because, of course, as a developer, you, you are part of a team, huh? and I don't think that only one person is concerned by accessibility, but everyone in your team, so... Even if you are a dev, a UI, UX, every th maybe a PO, you, you can act for accessibility. But especially if you are a dev, I can give you some, some ideas, some tools, some tips, sorry, uh, what you can do. Uh, maybe ask you uh, some good question. Uh, first question would be, um, is your product usable with the keyboard? Uh, second, are you testing products with a screen reader to make sure that uh, you can control everything without without the C I mean, see without seeing anything because there are some people that see, that can see anything that that use uh, some tools like uh, this type of screen readers um, like with the alt text for example yes you have to think about that okay. but there's some uh, some moment uh, when you can use alt text and you can use every, uh, and other things Or every alt text uh, didn't need to be uh, fulfilled. It depends on the, the case. Maybe do you always use accurate headings and on your page because it's important to be well-structured in your code. So uh, think about that. 
Uh, maybe are you using semantic elements and roles? Pretty same of the last, but think about if you are using a menu, it's that well referring like a menu in your code or for body for main content and so on. And maybe think about using some area patterns. Area patterns is some of maybe a sort of CSS for assistive technologies. And you can maybe improve your code with that type of tips. You can find easily on area patterns. So you tap, type that on Google, you find that easily. Okay, area patterns. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I have a question um, regarding this. Uh, at uh, my current company, we're, we're um, wondering if we need uh, keyboard navigation on mobile. No one was really sure about it. <laughs> do you have an answer for that? Um, I, do you use focus states on mobile? Yeah, the answer is very easy. Says yes, <laughs> you, you need that because yeah. some of people use a keyboard to use a, a mobile phone okay. or an application, or are using similar devices as a keyboard, but but that works like a keyboard to use the, the application on mobile. So yes. So you have to apply the same on desktop and mobile, the same sort of. Yes, if you want to test it, you you could you could. Uh, plug a uh, keyboard on your phone and test it with the keyboard and it should be working. Okay. It should work. Okay. If it doesn't work, it doesn't actually <laughs> Okay, that's good to <laughs> but know. But it's much more complicated than that. Yeah. Uh, but yes. But the, on the straight answer is yes, you have to be... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. That's what I thought. But yeah, just checking. And are there any sectors that are relevant to improving accessibility such as, I don't know, copy or UX? Yes, yes. Like I said, everyone can can be useful in the team to to improve the accessibility. A yeah, small example, but for example, UI designer should be aware about color contrast. UI designer should think about logical focus behavior. Developers have to respect the standards and convention, and maybe copywriters should be use clear language, uh, easy to understand for for everyone. I I was wondering maybe quick question. Um, I would like to get like a complete certified stamp on accessible audits, accessibility. Do you know maybe who can I reach or is there any training you would recommend for designers for the to be certified? Yeah, uh, concerning the stamp, any server delivers stamp when they make an audit. It's a good start. You can contact them to make an audit maybe and they, they can give you a document reference document when you can see everything which good with accessibility or not. And you can have, uh, if you fix some some of them, a stamp. But it doesn't, it's, it's maybe not sufficient anymore, but uh, you can also maybe uh, ask for, for help. Like I did when I'm starting at Forum, I was confronted to to projects and we we need to think about accessibility because we are uh, a public service and I'm looking I, I was looking for someone an expert maybe to, to help me and and find someone who, who's called Regine Lambrex and she's she's working at 11ways.be and she's an expert in accessibility so we encounter a lot of time uh, last year and we discuss about accessibility and she gives me some practical advices because when you are searching on webs, it's not very easy to find the answers you need. So uh, some, sometimes it's, it's too large, like an answer too large, so you cannot even have the, the, the correct answer you need. But if you 
you discuss with someone who is an expert, it's very useful for you. You can learn a lot. So I learned a lot thanks to, to Régine. But I also follow some trainings in France. There's a an, an company called Access42. You can follow some trainings, very relevant trainings and about accessibility also. So I, I did one. It was very useful for me. But you can also try to find some information on the web. So you can use the hashtag E11Y. So it's, it means accessibility, but shorter. And if, if you type that on maybe on X, because X now in the Twitter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or in LinkedIn and so on, you can find interesting documentation about accessibility. Great. And could you maybe reference a few sites that comply 100% with accessibility and point out what they do? Yeah, I can give you one. It's a French website because, like I said be before, they are some somewhat further than us about the subject. And if you are going to Grenoble Alp Metropole. Yes, I know it's a very long URL. Can I just say, we will put all these links in the description of the podcast in case you want them. <laughs> yes, it's maybe better like that. <laughs> but if you, get, if you go on that website, you can see that they, they put in place some interesting things about accessibility. For example, they, they add a custom accessibility settings, so you can click on a button and change uh, a lot of things about accessibility. You can change... Uh, Uh, the size of the text, uh, the the lineage of the text. You can uh, even um, pass through uh, dark dark mode to light mode, and so on. I think that there's much more. Um, they put in place also what we call skip link. Skip link are basically uh, a way for the user that are using a keyboard or something like that to go straight to the main content of your website, avoiding an hundred tabulation to go to the main content because you have to to see uh, every link in the menu before going to the content. So that's called a skip link and that it's something that it, they put in place. It's very interesting. It's a short, it's a, it's a short code, basically. Yes, sort of shortcut, accessible okay. by the keyboard. So especially for people who, who use that type of uh, yeah. software, but you, uh, if you are, if you, if you have any, not any disabilities, you can also use that if your mouse is, is down, You have no battery anymore. You can use the, the, the keyboard and access easily the content of the, oh, the website. Yeah, good, good yeah. to know. Yeah, good to know. <laughs> um, maybe another uh, French website is the servicepublic.fr, donc service-public.fr. And in this one, we can see that they deliver so graphic and infographics uh, images to, to represent some tables, some uh, agenda and so on. And to be accessible, that type of of infographic uh, need to have uh, an alternative. So they put in place a text alternative for each of these images that are relevant because they they, they have a lot of content in, in, in that images. So that is, this is uh, something very uh, interesting to put in place. It's yep. not very complicated to put in place, but you have to write the text also in HTML to be sure that everyone can access it. And regarding like the resources, because those websites seems like super interesting, do you have maybe some other useful links to be added in the podca podcast description? Yes, of course. There are some bookmarklets you can use. Uh, like I said before, you can use that in your browser to, to check if your website, your product, your application is accessible or not. I think about, yeah, Sally is... Uh, a uh, very useful app for that. There's some some of the more like accessibility check. You can also 
use tools to check the contrast. When you are UI and you are construct design system, you, you need to know that, okay, that color in front of that color, it's not readable for people who are not have a good site. You can use YesTalk. It's a well-known uh, plugin that make the same. You can go to to some of web, some website that delivers some WCAG checklist that are maybe much more readable than the official one. And of course, you can check the European Union Accessibility Act because there's a lot of things interesting to read. And maybe also, uh, if you are working on a new project, maybe make a declaration, like an accessibility declaration. So there's some good links also to 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 go and see some templates about that. Yeah. I, do, I have to say I, I do use a few of these and I have to say that the Sally book market is really, really good yeah. and super easy. You don't have to know anything about accessibility. Well, actually, I think you told me about it. Mm. And now every site I go on, I use it and I can see straight away if it's compliant, what are the errors, what are the warnings, the risks, and it gives me a description. It's, it's really, really good. So I, really, I would recommend that one I as well. I would too, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Okay, but I think we have arrived to the end of our podcast and we just wanted to say thank you so much for coming in. I think this has been a really interesting chat. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Anna. It's a pleasure. And see you soon. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Bye. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. So from this uh, podcast, Jan, what kind of key takeaways did you take out of it? Well, the, the first one would be that the European Union Web Accessibility Act is at the core of all accessibility initiatives. Yeah, that sounds pretty important. Um, and from my perspective, I would say that accessibility is uh, more of a question about the user and not just about regulations and law. And it's also maybe an excellent point uh, for the brand image. Yeah, absolutely. And being accessibility compliant should be a team effort. Every team member, such as designers, developers, etc., can become an ambassador and take initiative to start the process. And if you are interested in knowing more about Movify, don't hesitate to visit us on our website on movify.com and stay tuned for the next episodes. And don't forget to follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram. Thank you for listening to Flux. If you like this episode, subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.